Rabosa, we are in Daf Lamed Zion, Amad Aleph, four lines from the top, three words from the end of the line. The Elohim Misha Mitzvah, we said these things are the last group in the mission we mentioned that are forbidden, the things that are actually mitzvahs. Lamagdishim, we don't, we don't betroth the wife, Lamarichim, we don't uh, donate the worth of a person to the base of Mish, Lamachrim, nor do we. Um, Make a ban on something in such a way that it will be given over to the base of Mignesh. What's the reason of all these three things? Since there's a transaction, so all those three things, since they're acquisitions, they are forbidden as a rabbinic decree, lest the person come to do business. We said, furthermore, what? That we don't, uh, that we don't separate Trumas and Mysers on Yontav. Pshita, so then the says, it's obvious, everybody knows, that's, that's like we learned earlier, that's because it's like you're fixing something, you're fixing the produce that's, that remains. Tana Rabbi Yosef, lo he says, no, you know what the Chiddush is? It's coming to tell you that even in a case, we're going to take the Truma and bring it to the Kohen that day. So it doesn't necessarily look like you're fixing what's left over, it looks like what? You're just taking, the Kohen needs to eat. So you're bringing the food to the Kohen that day. So my might think that's okay. The answer is no, even though you're going to bring the Truma to the Kohen that day, uh, it's still not. It's still not considered. Uh, it's still not okay. You know, usually you bring it to make the coin happy. Ivahani Mili. No, it's not clear that he's doing it to fix his. You know, his brothers. Ivahani Mili. Okay, when we said you're not allowed to uh, separate from and mice, prepare the tivle meatmol. That's only. That's only produce that was already forbidden to eat without making the separations from yesterday. I'll prepare the tivle either, but let's say let's say produce that only became forbidden to eat without separation today. It, it, okay, a kagonisa, for example, like a dough. I only made the dough today, so I'm only obligated to separate the coins chala today. Lafushman. Okay, la, uh, uh, so then. Uh, 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 when it comes to dough, where only today when I made the dough, am I obligated to separate the chala? I'm allowed to separate it, but I've been the coin, I can give it to the coin. Here, the rabbis didn't stop me. I, of course, I couldn't, I can't separate the, the, the dough yesterday from a dough, the chala yesterday from a dough that I didn't make today, didn't make until today. Now, the Gemara wants to ask this question. We had talked about three categories. We talked about a rabbinic decree, then Rishus, like a, a quasi mitzvah, and then the last one, the mitzvah category. So, how can the last two categories are not considered also called rabbinic decrees? Vahani, Mishum, Rishus, Ika. I want to tell you the last two categories are only, are only let's say, a quasi mitzvah in the middle ground, Mishum, Rishus, Leka, but they're not, they're not rabbinic decrees. Uh, uh, the answer is Bahani, and the, that's the middle category. Bahani in the last category, which called mitzvah, Mishum Mitzviko. He said it's only a mitzvah, Mishum Shvus Leka, and there's no and there's no uh, there's no rabbinic decree to stop us from doing something wrong. Now, all of them, all the rabbinic decrees, not only so. Why'd you accept? Why'd you make it different? Why'd you call the first one rabbinic decree and not the last two? All right, Yitzchak Shalom Bayakomer. He said it's saying like this. The Yitzchak says it goes without saying. It's teaching in the format of. This not only this, but even this. That what It goes without saying what that, that a rabbinic decree to stop us from doing the uh, stop us from doing the asur. That's clearly forbidden on yantav. Even when there's even when there's a, a rabbinic decree which, which already uh, is in a category of at least a quasi mitzvah, nami asur. It's still forbidden to it's still forbidden to transgress it on yantav. And not only is the is the rabbinic decree protecting us from doing a labor on Shabbos. Uh, when it's a quasi mitzvah, and now, uh, but the the mitzvah, even when it's actually a mitzvah, a complete mitzvah, still the rabbinic decree to stop us from doing the work prohibits us. Nami is still forbidden to do on yantav. Call elu amru. 
We learned in the Mishnah all these things were what are forbidden in Yantav, and then we said all the more so, all the more so for Shabbos. So I say forbidden in Yantav is all the more so for Shabbos. Sorry, Rabbi Minu, what are you talking about? How can you tell me everything is forbidden in Yantav is forbidden on Shabbos? Min, uh, 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 um, uh, and we said, and we said, and then we concluded, and, the, and we, then we concluded, uh, and and there's no difference between Yantav and Shabbos except for the except for the permission. To, to, for to do work that's preparing food, so you tell me what that that's the only that's the only that's the only difference. We're meaning what's not true. There are other differences. Didn't we learn? We here we learned that our Mishnah Mishilin and Derech Harubiyantov on Yantov you can lower the fruits on the roof that you don't want to get wet. The produce you can lower it down through the skylight. Avalobah Shabbos, but you can't do it on you can't do it on Shabbos. You see that there's a difference. It's only in Yantov. So you see there's a difference between Yantov and Shabbos. Not only about not only about food things. And Rabbi Yosef Lokasha. Not only about preparation for food, but even about even in this case, whether we're on Yantav, you're allowed to protect your money, and Shabbos, you're not. Our Rabbi Yosef, look, Hasha, Rabbi Yosef says it's not a difficulty. The two Mishnayis are in two, according to two different opinions. Ha, huh, okay, our Mishnah, which said that everything, that, that, the, that both Shabbos and Yantav are equally usher in everything, Rabbi Eliezer, that's the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, ha, huh, okay, in the Mishnah, where we said that there's a difference between Shabbos and Yantav, Rabbi Yeshua, that is Rabbi Yeshua, who holds what? That on, that on Yantav, we can, we're allowed to do a little extra exertion on Shabbos, for the sake of saving money, whereas in Shabbos you're not. So therefore, the two different opinions are Mishnah, the Mishnah, present Mishnah is where we realize. And the previous Mishnah is where we sure. Because the Tanya, like we learned, this, the, the Tanya, as we learned, this is an argument to realize Yeshua, also Remember we learned, you're not allowed to shecht an animal and its offspring on the same day. So let's say an animal and its offspring are both in the, in the hole in Shabbos. Now what are you going to do? You, if you pull one up to shecht it, the other one's going to stay down and be in trouble. The answer is, okay, we also if the animal and its offspring fell into the pit, says, says, what? You lift up the first one in order to shecht it. you shecht it. That's all you can do. Vasheni, the second one, nothing you can do with the second one. Oh, the first one you can lift up because you have to eat it on Yantav. Vasheni, the second, Oselo Parnasa, Bimakamo, you have to just sustain it down in the hole. Nothing else you can do. Kadeshlema, so it doesn't die. Reshua has, Reshua is more lenient. He says, no. He says, he says, he says, oh, he says, Omer Malas, he says, no, you can do a trick. Malas, Rishon, you bring the first one up, saying that you're going to shecht it. But then you don't shecht it, okay? And you say, ah, maybe the better one, the other one's more, is fatter, is better. And then you bring up the second one to say, lots of the Omgini, in the end, whichever one you want, you shecht. And Lamaisa, you brought up both animals in the hole and you saved them. So you see that Rishon is more lenient when it comes to Yontif, to save your money, then Rabbi Eliezer. So it must be this, uh, that's like we said over here. So our Mishnah, which said that there's, that, that there's equal tendency between Shabbos and Yontif is Rabbi Eliezer. We're not more lenient than Yontif. And, and the Mishnah earlier that said that you can lower the fruits on Yontif but not on Shabbos, is Rabbi Yishu, who is more lenient on Yontif than on Shabbos. Amr Abaya. So Abaya says, Rabbi Yosef, he says, Mimai. He says, how can you compare the two cases of the, of the two animals that fell into the hole and Shabbos and Yontif? Dilma, Ad Khan Lokam Rabbi Eliezer. Okay, so maybe the only reason Rabbi was stringent over there by the two animals who went to the hole, El because you didn't have to bring both animals out of the hole. You could bring one up, and you could still support the other one, and you could still sustain the other one in the hole. But here in our case, let's say by the fruit, where the fruits are on the, on the roof and they're going to get wet, there's no way to solve it. Either you're going to lower them or down or not. So then he's lenient. So really, he's lenient. you could say Rabbi is also lenient. Maybe okay. Uh, 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 Rabbi Lezer theoretically would then say on Yantav you could he also he, he would also say what 
uh, he won't be stringent on Yantav. You know, so you can lower the fruits also, just like a Rishua. So we don't know it's necessarily Machlokas. The Inami, uh, Inami, alternatively, I can't look on Rishua. We can say the other way. The only reason over there where Rishua was so lenient, Hassan by the two animals of the whole El Defsha Rumi, because you can do a trick. You can say, listen, I want this one. I say, oh no, maybe the other one's fatter. Here, where, it's, where the, the idea of doing a trick, there's no way to, there's no way to do it to do a trick. Everybody knows what he's doing. Over there, he's hiding the fact that he's saving both. Oh, this one's fatter, this one's fatter. But over here, anybody taking it down, it's clear what the guy's doing is to bring the produce down to save it from the rain. There's nothing, there's no way to do a trick. Okay, low, so maybe even Rabbi would be stringent over here and say that you can't lower the fruits uh, on Yantav. So you can't, you can't say from over there that our two Mishnayas here, one being stringent and one not being stringent, are Rabbi Lazar or the Shu. You can't, that's not necessarily true. Alamar of Papa, where Papa says, Lokashi, he says, I can solve the country to Mishnayas this way. It's not difficult. Huh. Our Mishnah says there's no difference between Shabbos and Yantav, Beishamai. That's the opinion of Beishamai. And the earlier Mishnah said we make a difference between Shabbos and Yantav, Beishamai, Beishil. That's Beishil. The Tanan, like we learned, Beishamai, Omri, Beishamai says, uh, uh, um, when it comes to uh, carrying out things in the public domain on Yantuf, Beishamai says you can only take out things that have to do with food. You can only carry out to the domain things that do with food, but other things not. You can't take a kid out to the public domain. You can't carry Sefer Torah out because you're carrying for no reason, and that and and, and if it's not for and if it's not for the sake of food, you're not allowed to carry out. We're afraid even even carrying. Uh, they never allowed carrying that wasn't for the sake of food. But Basil says you can. He says even even if it's not for the sake of food, you're allowed to carry. Uh, uh, you're allowed to carry. So the answer is what? So Beishamai, who says what? That you can't carry unless it's on that flesh. Also what? That's a decree on what? That you can't even, that the things are muxin, you can't move them. So that's why, that's why there's no difference between Shabbos and Yantav, and you cannot lower the fruits down the skylight. But Beishilo says once you can carry for the sake, even not for the sake of food, you can also move things, even not for the sake of food, and therefore you're able to lower, it's not muxin, you're able to lower the produce through the skylight on Yantav, but not on Shabbos. Says the Mishnah, let's just remember our, our laws of Tchum. Every person has 2,000 amas from the, from, from the, outside the city uh, in every direction to, to carry, to move things on, you know, to, pardon me, to, you know, to move on Shabbos and Yantav, for themselves or objects. And further than that, they cannot. Uh, but uh, wherever the person makes his domicile uh, on Erev Shabbos or Erev Yantav, that's going to be where his, that's, uh, 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 that's going to be his, his 2,000 ama limit. So the question is, but who determines the limit for objects? So a person's animal, the animals and utensils, they also have the same rule as the, as the domain of the owner. So wherever the person with the owner's 2,000 ama limit ends, also for his animal and for his, and for his utensils. And the same thing, if a person gives over his animal after Yantav begins to his son or to a shepherd, still the 2,000 amas follows the limitation of the owner of the, uh, of the owner, and not of the people he gave it to. So they can only take, move the animal so far as the owner is allowed to move, and not, not the amount that they're... Too, they don't use their 2,000 amas measurement, they use the owner's. Because, now, had he given over to them before Yantav, that's a different story. But since, since when Yantav came in, it, it, it was still in his possession, the animal or the object follows his... His, his limitation. 
כלם המיוחדים, אחד מלכם לבעיים שבבית, לאחד שבבית, let's say there are sons who have inherited their father and they haven't divided the inheritance up, but nevertheless certain utensils are designated for one of the, for one of the brothers. Hariyel Karaglov, there, even though they haven't divided up, the, the, those utensils are still limited to the, to the uh, domain of the of the son who they're designated for. Rashemi Yudchadim, but any utensils that aren't designated for any one of the brothers, Hariyel Kamakam Shalachim, then they follow uh, uh, they follow they, they follow the sum total of where everybody can go. So if they have if they have different two thousand amid limits in different directions, we take the smallest uh, the smallest common denominator of everybody, and that's the only place you can carry all the commonly owned objects. Let's say a person borrows a utensil from his friend before yontov. So then every then then, he, then the object is is only limited by is limited by the by the um, by the uh, territory of the person who borrowed it. He, once it, it was given to the borrower before he answered, it's like it's his, and that, therefore it follows his limitation. But Yom Tov, but if you give it over to the borrower after Yom Tov, since when Yom Tov came in, it was still in the hand of the lender, also now after Yom Tov, it follows the limitation of the, the limitation of the lender. Same thing, let's say a woman borrowed things from her friend. What did she borrow? She borrowed tavlin, she borrowed spices to put in their pot, or mayim, or water, or melech lisasa, or water or salt for her dough, so then, then the answer is the dough is going to be limited to the, uh, the dough is going to be limited to the, to the shared common uh, limitation of both of them. Why? Because the dough is made up of, let's say, woman A, whose flour, water, well, flour it was, and woman B, whose water it was, or, or spice it was. So this is a combination, since the dough is a combination of, the, of things owned by two different people, so the dough has to, has to be, is limited to the smallest common denominator of both of the, of both of the people, both of the women. Rehuda Potabamai, Rehuda says, now, water makes no difference. Since it's completely absorbed, if she only borrowed water from her friend, the dough could go completely according to her domain. She's not limited by her friend from whom she borrowed the water because the water disappeared. And theoretically, because that's not recognizable anymore, we don't see it. The truth is, he could have said the same thing by salt, but we're speaking about salt here that's so coarse that it doesn't dissolve. Masnison, so now the Gemara says, you know, our Mishnah that says that if you gave, uh, if you gave the animal over to the shepherd after Yotta started, it's limited by the, by the domain of the owner and not by the shepherd, and not, doesn't have the benefit of the domain of the shepherd, the local Bidosa, that's against where Bidosa, the Tanya, because we learned, that's against where Bidosa, because remember, Bidosa, remember, Bidosa said, Abba Sholom, and some people say, Abba Sholom said, if a person bought an animal from his friend, he already bought it before Yontav, even though the person only gave, handed it over to him, on Yontav itself, still the animal follows the limitation of the, of the buyer, and not of the seller, even though he got it on Yatav. Now, most of the if a person hands over an animal to a shepherd, let's say, let's say, let's say the seller gave it to the gave it on, gave it over to the on behalf of the buyer, gave it over to the shepherd of the of the uh, of the uh, of the they gave it to the shepherd on behalf of the buyer. Even though he only gave it to the shepherd after Yontav, okay, it's the, it follows the it follows the limitation of the shepherd. It's not limited to the, not limited to that of the of the seller. So you see, Rav Dosik holds that one not like our Mishnah that even after Yontav, you can get the benefit of if it was handed over to the shepherd, you get the benefit of the shepherd. Not like our Mishnah said, no, if you hand it over after Yontav, you only get the benefit of the hander over and not of the shepherd. So the answer is a feel the tamer of Yosef. We can say our mission is even like where we do so. I what do you mean by our mission said it follows the, the seller and not the shepherd or the hander over? Lokasha, don't worry, it's not difficult, we can solve it. 
Khan, okay, when Rabbi Dosa said what, that, that, it, that it gets the domain of the shepherd, Bura Echad, it's where there's only one shepherd in the town, and therefore it's understood that everybody gives, everybody gives the shepherd, and therefore the seller and the borrower, okay, uh, it was clear uh, that, it, that, they, it, that their intention was that the, do, that the domicile of the animal was going to be with the shepherd, because that's the only possibility. Everybody gives it over to the shepherd. But over here in the Mishnah, where you don't get the benefit of the shepherd, was handed over after Yantav, where there's two shepherds. So therefore, since there was a choice, could they give it to this shepherd or that shepherd? So therefore, we don't say that it, there, there wasn't, it wasn't predetermined before Yantav. And since it, when Yantav came in, it wasn't clear that it was going to go to any given shepherd. Therefore, it remains in the domicile of the, of the hander over and is limited to that. Daikonami, the Gemara says, you know what, you can actually imply, you can actually infer this from the Mishnah. Because you notice our Mishnah said, Libno Leroy, it gave two possibilities, to hand it over to his son or to the shepherd. So you see that it was, uh, it was either the son as a shepherd or to some other shepherd. So you see there were two shepherds, the Ketani Libno Leroy. So you see that, no. See, clearly it's true what we're saying. And our Mishnah was talking a case where there was a choice, who were you going to give it to, as opposed to a Redosa's case, where there was always a single shepherd. Amr, Rabba Barbachan, Rabbi Yochanan. Aloha Kovidosa. So Aloha is like Ravidosa. He said that, 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 the, that the animal follow, follows the uh, limitation or, or the expansion of the, of the shepherd, even though they all handed it over on Yotov. Aigmar says, What's that mean? Rabbi Yochan Rahachi? Rabbi Yochan really could say that? Rabbi Yochan, Mishnah, didn't Rabbi Yochan in general have a principle that we follow any Mishnah that, that teaches halacha that's not attributed to an individual name that Rabbi Yochan holds that that's the halacha? With Tanan, we learned, okay, we learned in, in our Mishnah, we learned clearly, like we said, like we challenged before, we said, we learned clearly that animals and the utensils followed the owner, okay, and, and, not, and not the shepherd that he handed over to on Yantav. Gemara says, "Get out of here! Come on, Velavu Kimna. We already explained that. We already, we already, uh, we already explained that Mishnah. Okay, Kan Echa. We already explained the difference between when there's one shepherd, but Kan and our Mishnah, okay, Bishnei Rome, where there's two shepherds. So the Mishnah is no contradiction to what we said because the Mishnah is not saying in a case of one shepherd that follows the shepherds. In a case of two shepherds that follows the shepherds. And what we said, uh, and therefore there is no Stam Mishnah to contradict the idea that the Allah follows Ridosa that there's one shepherd that even after Yotif it follows the." Single shepherd and not the hand over. Let's say we learned in a brace that two people borrowed one one garment. Okay, Bishutvist. Okay, pardon me. They borrowed one garment as partners. This one's going to wear it on Shachras and the Beis Hamidrash. And this was going to go to the celebratory place at night. Uh, uh, so each one is going to take, and each one is going to take it to a place that's outside the tchum. And each one, so, but each one, those places, the two places, the respective places, are outside the two thousand amma limit. So what did they do? So this one, in order to accomplish his goal, he made he moved his domicile. He made an air towards towards the north to give him more access to the north. And this one, in order to access his desired place, he made an air of making his domicile to the south so he could access more. More than two thousand homes to the south. 
Okay, so what do we do now? So the person who made his domicile to the north can only go to the north, limited by the by by the domicile that the person made on the, that his that his, that his partner made on the south. The one who made his domicile on the south, hoping to go south, he can only go as far south as the domicile that the one to the port that the partner to the north made. They're both limited. There's nothing they can do. Why? Because they because they own it together. Okay, because they're partners. And if they if they if they actually split it and so that the so that the limitation of each one is exactly um, uh, in the middle uh, and there's no common ground, then the garment can't be moved at all. You can't move it one drop because each one because they're they're no they're each these two thousand amas away from the garment on, on opposite sides, then you can't budge it because they're partners and they limit each other. You can't move it one drop. Itmar, we, we, it, it was taught. Let's say two people bought in partnership. They bought a, a, a barrel of wine and an animal. They bought it as partners. Rav Omar, Rav says, what well, muteres. He says the barrel of wine you can take it to, to the to the uh, the guy can take it wherever he. He, he can take his part, and they're going to split it on Yantav. So the, the, uh, he says the wine. He says the guy can take wherever he wants. You know, to his in his in his dom, in his in his territory. But the animal he cannot. They can only the animal, even though they're divided up, is limited. Each part is limited to take his portion of the animal only to the part that's common to both. Shmuel says they're both the same, whether it's a vat of wine or, or, or that they divided up, or an animal. In either case, both of them, both of them, his portion of the wine or his portion of the animal are both limited to the part that's that's common to both. Because he says he says Also, the barrel is forbidden to take any further than the common ground. Uh, now, so the answer is why did Rav say the barrel you can go wherever you want? You have to divide it. You can take the wine wherever you want, and not the and not the animal. And Shmuel says both of them. You can only, you're limited by both. And Shmuel, Rav says only by the animal you're limited to both, but not by the wine. Rav. What does Rav hold? Either Rav holds that you have brayer that we that we apply the principle of retroactive determination. So whatever you ended up dividing on Yantav is what you owned when Yantav came in. So if that's true, then he should be able to take not only his portion of the wine but his portion of the animal wherever he wants. If we say that whatever he got on Yantav is what he had when Yantav came in, so both his half of the wine and his half of the animal were 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 in his domicile when Yantav came in. He should be able to take either one his full two thousand amas wherever it is. And if Rav doesn't accept the principle of retroactive determination, then even his portion of the wine should be forbidden, because since on Yantav, when it came in, they were partners, he remains forbidden, even after they divide up, even for the wine, he remains forbidden to take it further than the limitation of both, of both sides. The answer is, Rav really holds that we do all the principle of retroactive determination. I, if that's true, then even he's divided portion of the animal, he should be able to take wherever he wants, because whatever, whatever he got was what he, what he originally owned when Yantav came in. But animal's different. Why? This incredible principle, because an animal, an animal, uh, even after, even after, uh, uh, after you shechted it, and retroactively, you determine that each guy owned his portion as Yantav came in. But the truth is, as Yantav came in, his portion was still getting nourishment from the other side of the animal. It, you can't stop the, the exchange of nutrients, etc., and vital, whatever you want to call it, vital, vital elements from one side to the other. And, and therefore, even if there is retroactive determination, 
each uh, 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 each one is still as Yaakov came in was still getting nourishment or nutrients from the other side, and therefore, therefore, they're still, by definition, even if Yaakov came in, they're both limited. They're still limited together. They're they're un they're forced partners no matter what, even though they divide retroactively. The Rav, so they said to Rav, come on, whoa, 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 come on. That doesn't make any sense. You want to tell me that they divided the animal and they each own the animal, the, the half that they got, yet they can't take it to the place they want. So you're admitting to me that each guy, each guy can move his half, but he just can't carry it out to his part of the tchum. It doesn't make any sense. If you're telling me that as Yatav came in, each guy, each guy was, was getting from the other guy's half, then each guy was getting from the other guy's half. His, his, he's mutzah, because he he's, he's separated from the other guy's half. Retroactively, yet he's getting elements of the other guy's half. It should be muksa, but the rabbis didn't say that when you divide it in yatav, you can't eat it. Okay, everybody agreed. Okay, so if they weren't, they, so so we said they said they, they challenged Rav. They said leitzer muksa lo According to your principle, that the animal is 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 nourishing itself at the at a retroactive moment from both sides. Yet the rabbis didn't call each guy's half muksa. You're allowed to use your half. You just can't kind of the tchum leitzer tchum and They're going to worry about it. You worry about a tchum. Okay, they're going to worry about the worry about the the uh, you know the, the 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 domain. It's the same thing. Shasik Rav, Rav didn't answer them. They answered they answered with tremendous self contradiction. According to you, the, each guy's half should be also be mutzah. Not only can't you move to the tchum, you to, 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 to each guy's individual tchum, you can't you can't touch it at all. It should be forbidden. Okay, now, uh, at this point, I'm going to stop uh, because we 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 we're going to because it's late. And and we're going to be in the, we're going to the discussion of what's the halacha? Do we all braira or don't we all braira? But so far, that's a daf. We'll call that a daf. Everyone a wonderful day and a wonderful chodesh.